Dan, I got no problem with you working like the promotional angle, okay? Quite honestly, that's something I don't want to deal with. Not with fucking tax day coming up. But what is live wrestling about? What are you talking about? The fucking hand painted. It's ma- it takes up three windows, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's live wrestling. Oh, live. And don't worry about it, okay? Yeah. So what is that about? It's nothing. Well, I was, I've been crushing these cores together, trying to live wrestling. Yeah. Stone Cold style, dude. You're going to replace those bathroom beers. No, I was, I was doing hold what on, the sign hold said. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Now, around back. No, not till 10 p.m. What is he doing? You got me, dude. I don't That's care. That's an actual iPhone he's got. How long it's going to take? Just 10 p.m., I'll meet you back there. Don't worry. I'm pretty oh, sure he's dealing with The store will be empty, okay? I'm pretty sure he painted a bar so right. black, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes, I need three camels. Three. There better be what three. What the fuck is he doing? Joseph, I mean it. All right, I got to go. That's serious. He's he's smell like dove. All right. Anyway, guys, what are you talking about, you dude? Asking? Are you fucking hosting live wrestling in the alley? No, not. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I do that after last week? I was obsessed with WrestleMania. No, I wouldn't do that. Listen, no. A lot of your so-called friends would be really concerned about if this is safe or not. And I'm here to say, I just want my cut. I just want my cut of the money. Exactly. Why why would you think we wouldn't be in on this, bro? I don't care what you do. Thomas. Thomas. Okay, that's definitely a fucking Irish spring bar. Look at the fucking curve of that. Yeah. No, they have to be real. It's bigger on the back than it is in the front. <laughs> no, they're fresh water, not salt water. Fresh water, Thomas. All right, I got to go. Okay, he's yeah. asked for camels, and now... Hey. What are you... Is this animal wrestling? Oh. Have we stocked the candy today? Have you guys stocked that? Because uh, it needs to be done. This guy's really fucking into the store all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are yeah. You fucking, are you moving concessions? During your fucking, <laughs> there's nothing going on. What are you we just want a cut. About we just want the money. I'll cut you right now with a knife. I'll cut, yes. I'll cut you, dude. <laughs> Pay cut up. Me. Okay, Pay up. Crunt. This explains why Dan dyed his hair and has that creepy little pencil mustache now, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing that Vince McMahon look. Yeah, he's got a. Did Vince get it from Dan? <laughs> are you the fucking? <laughs> Running in the same circle, the, dude. Are you the trendsetter? I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, you got... I, I, this is my mustache I have all the bro, time. Bro, what's your interest music, dude? Like... You got chest hair implants. Money, money, Bonstones, or... Uh, what are you doing? Bonstones. Did I say Bonstones? Bonstones. It's a... It's they're, a they're, a wedding, they're a wedding band. Electric Eye by Judas Priest. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. You got me. You got me. Yes, tonight is the big main event, guys. And I'm going to need you guys there to sell popcorn. Who's fighting? 
Um, we'll see when you get there. Okay. <laughs> Usually the headliners are announced, Dan. I mean, yeah, okay. that's kind of what draws You're people. Trying in. to drum up business, dude. I'll give you one. I'll give you a little. Give you a little. Little taste. Latex boy versus bat boys tonight. Boy on boy. Boy on boy action. <laughs> boy wrestling. I think if you threw boy on boy on that sign, you might. I'm not. No, we're not putting that All on right. the sign. I wanted to do a caveat. I still want my cut, but I don't want my name anywhere near this thing. Listen, you're not getting a cut unless you fight, dude. Uh-uh. It's I our got a store. whole it's list store. of contenders. You're using it's scripted anyway, though, right, Dan? I write most of it, yes. That still doesn't explain the freshwater, saltwater camel thing. What is this? Oh. You'd, men just don't wrestle men. Men wrestle women, animals, whatever they like. Now, are these, when you say men, do you mean boys again? <laughs> yeah. Everybody is at the legal age of 18. Do you have to work event. your way up? Like, do you start wrestling with animals and then you wrestle boys and then you go right. boys to men? Maybe I should change my entrance music to that. Um, no, anywhere you want to be, man. It's like the early days of Pride UFC, baby. Fight whatever you want. Kron, you can fight a fucking Coke machine if you'd like. Hmm. I what? bet on the Coke machine. Yeah. Well, what's my cut? I'll give you 75 bucks. I don't fight for free. I'll do it for 75. <laughs> I'll fight the now, Coke machine. You you can't get high first. You got to get high after. Mm-mm. That's my gimmick, dude. I'm going to rock the shit out of that thing. Three or four um, tips. So Fuck spray paint mouth, that's your name? No, I'm like a I'm like a painter by day, wrestler by night. The Rattler. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Pretty good. Yeah. You're cool with shaving your legs and wearing the Speedos tonight, then? Uh, you can see me from waist down. I think I'm already there, dude. Put her there. Shake my hand. You're All in. Right. My hands yeah. are up here. Okay. Well, well, you shook the front of the Speedo. Right, that's good enough. Okay. Well, if we're going to start getting some wrestling freaks in here, I can only think of one movie that maybe we can throw on and get a little pre-entertainment. How about Alligator? This week on Five Day Rentals. Listening to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast. Each week, one of us takes a turn at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. My name is Bones, and I'm kicking off a new one, baby. Fresh category. I'm stoked for this one. We're gonna get some trash because we're talking QTs, cuties. That's right. Some of your favorite Quentin Tarantino actors, but before they worked with the man himself. Joined, as always, by Laundry Dan and Cron Howard. How are you, dudes? Howdy. Hey. That's it? I'm, gl- I'm glad we're getting uh, possibly some trash this round instead of the normal highbrow stuff we cover. Has yeah, anybody been, been ever high. finished a bag of cuties? What are you? Oh, like the little oranges? Yeah. 
my wife. My, well, I think that's for sure. Yeah, I think between my wife and I, we've finished a whole bag of cuties before. Yeah, I'm chucking like 10 into the woods every time. <laughs> Feeding those witches? Yeah, and the squirrels and the witches back here. Yep. Hey. Hey, why do you let's keep not let's let's not be doing any old bits, okay? Cuz we got new we got fresh listeners, I bet. Alligator alligator Welcome. brings out the freaks. This movie's hot right now. Is it? Didn't they no. just release it? They re- they re-released it a few years ago, right? But Bones usually tells us like film Twitter's going crazy for it or something who knows who knows what the fuck film twitter's on about right now what did i see today it's james bond drama uh how about the young the casting director basically said like young people don't have gravitas oh because they cast that boy to play bond (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and they cast a boy to play both uh blofeld so it's boy on boy Mm -hmm. it's so hot right now (laughs) Dan, I actually couldn't tell you if I've ever had an entire cutie. It's usually we're on a road trip and my wife pulls them out and she's like, do you want one? And maybe I'll have a slice or she leaves it out. I have to shoo the the cat away and then just decide, let me just fucking finish this thing. I don't know if I myself have ever peeled a cootie, cootie, cutie. Just feels I too hate. small. I'm a big man. Yeah, but and when you shoo the cat away, you're just eating like the little uh the like white the white part between the outside and the inside mm-hmm. that everybody peels off. Mm-hmm. I hate the, peeling oranges the, or the inner liner. Can't mm-hmm. stand it. Sticky. Your hands smell like oranges the whole day. Smell great. <laughs> nah. I was reminded of a movie that we covered recently, um, not long enough ago, uh, if you ask me. Um, and I thought, okay, there's some wordplay there, and we need to just get this out of the way, given the name of this category. So, Dan, feel free to jump in with me. Kron, I know you won't. Hootie tootie, cutie cutie. Hootie tootie, cutie cutie. Hootie tootie, cutie cutie. Hootie tootie, cutie disco cutie. Hootie tootie, cutie Hootie tootie, cutie cutie. You bullshit artist. And I will say that in that Discord, everybody was agreeing that that was a great movie. What? Thank you. You can't yep. just make stuff up. Yeah, it's for there. our Discord. I was in a Discord once. Yeah, and people liked it. Well, which it one are you talking it was about? Not our Discord. Oh, okay. All right, enough bullshit. Enough bullshit. This is a new category, guys. I'm I a member of other Discords, by the way. Maybe guys, one. I'm a one Discord man. Uh, Discord two. Yep. Shit. <laughs> it checks out. It was right there. Fuck. He got it. That's right. Another actor-based category coming from me. Um, Quentin Tarantino, one of my favorite directors. And the thing I like about him is that he... uh, The man is a a walking movie library, right? And these people stick out to him. They stick in his head. And he pulls people from, you know, film history, from obscurity... um, in some cases, he's revitalized careers. 
Um, in Christoph Waltz's case, he sort of launches a global career for uh, for the guy. So for a little bit. Um, that's not to say that he's always right. Sometimes Quentin Tarantino really likes somebody, and I don't think they're that good. I'm not going to name names right now. I'm not that drunk. Crunk. Michael Madsen. Eli Roth as an actor. Oh, that's a good one, too. Damn, you, you got both of them. Uh, who's the girl that played Kill Bill? Uma? Nobody, nobody played Kill Bill. <laughs> I knew what he was talking about. I did. I know, too. But Be- Beatrix Kiddo? That's like saying, who played Die Hard? Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you get it. You don't think Uma's good? Yeah, it's just fine. Hell yeah, fine as hell. <laughs> Not really, I don't... Her daughter's in the new uh, Wes Anderson. Pretty oh. stoked about that. Yeah, I've seen that trailer. Don't look, look so fucking excited. <laughs> it looked like a Wes Anderson trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it did, yeah. Every single one of them. Did. Man knows what he likes. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think like every, I don't know, I was doing, like, I think it's like every fourth one I like. So let's see. Grand you Budapest got, Hotel I liked. I do? Okay. Yeah. Isles of Dogs. That eh, was all right. What was the new one? French Dispatch. French Dispatch. That eh, was all right. Looked so really one, good. Okay. French, French dispatch. dispatch. Yeah, I think it was one of the best looking movies. Like whoever he had shoot D- it DP wise did, <laughs> did a fucking bang up job. Yeah. Yeah, that city awakening sequence is incredible. Okay. Uh Alligator 1980. Robert Forster is the reason for this pick. Uh remind me and the listener, have you guys seen Alligator before? No, first time watch for me. Me as well. And Dan, cat out of the bag, you loved it so much you sought out the sequel. You did the extra work. I did the extra work, but loved it. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Is is Forrester back? No. Bummer. What about Gazo? None of them. Shit. Bigger budget. Helicopter. Decent pilot? Mm, yeah, pretty good pilot, actually. Pilot okay. is a gator. <laughs> Damn. It's the alligator the whole time. Spoiler Does he do a tailspin? Both. You guys ready to get into this, bad boy? Yeah. I mean, let's do it. Let's start. Same for. way this movie fucking starts. With an alligator. Gator oh, yeah. We open up, we got the creepy devil eye of a gator, you know? I'm so fucking envious of these uh, evil creatures, gators, household cats, that have these amazing physical abilities that are just wasted on terror, right? I mean, would you rather have an alligator or a cat? Cat. Cat any day. Yeah. I guess. That's true. It, it makes my wife happy. I don't, um, 
that's that's its purpose, I guess. But uh, you know, Gator's got that cool double eyelid thing, right? Shoots across. That's kind of cool. But we open on that simple title card of Alligator, and we open. We're at a fucking Gator wrestling, dude. And this uh, dude in fucking Adidas and fucking Levi's just starts approaching this Gator and quickly trips and is quickly just ripped to shreds by this fucking Gator who, despite having four or five, I guess, Gator Wranglers on top of him, still manages to do the uh, famous death roll. The crowd is onlooking, screaming. Why? <laughs> You're at Gator Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, at some point, the Gator is going to win. Yeah. You got to be prepared. Even says, we promised you Gator Wrestling, folks. And, uh, well, sometimes the Gators win. In this I crowd, mean, we focus on. I'm betting on the alligator every time. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. It's not like a real, you know, it's not 1v1 here. It's just kind of the guy goes out, slaps the gator on the nose. Yeah, it's, fuck that. It's not a real fight is what I'm saying. That, I mean, Fuck that guy. He's picking a fight. But if the gator goes into fight mode. Uh, you should be thrilled as an audience. <laughs> I would charge everybody extra if I ran this place. Like, you got to see an attack. Like, that's double. Yeah. So do you give people, like, half their money back if there isn't any blood? No, I'm just a man trying to get his, his American dream. Well, what are well you, talking you should about? get the money up front, Dan, is what I'm saying. You should I'm say gonna... 20 bucks, you get 10 bucks back if there's no blood. No. I'm going to write this off on my taxes because I didn't make. You do the Menards thing and you tell them they got to send in fucking uh, your voucher and a copy (laughs) of the fucking receipt to get your 11% back. I get that on paint at like Lowe's. They're like, here's your rebate. Yeah, you got to send it in. I'm like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. And my dad's like, I do. (laughs) Well, your dad's retired. He has the time now. Bought your first car with. Paint rebates. <laughs> yeah, you also repainted it horribly, Dad. But for real, like, well, he, he used nobody interior. Had, nobody else had a sunfire and eggshell, Dad. <laughs> All right, inside this crowd, we focus specifically on this family. And this little girl that is just a, a reptile expert, apparently, she's going on... Uh, during the whole incident, she's like, they got to flip him over so it falls to sleep. The mom thinks it's fake blood. The dad wants to shoot it. This is a real Missouri family here. Yeah. Bring his gun from home? I mean. <laughs> well, this guy's uh, pro-animal death, we soon find out. We don't so. know where this is taking place, though. Are they, They're on vacation, right? They got to be in, like, the panhandle part of florida or so you know like yeah. the, the top bit i think they're on vacation i think that's what's implied when okay. they go back home so but before they leave at the souvenir shop the little girl is for some reason allowed to buy a baby gator dad I wants to know what the fuck are you gonna do when it grows up and she says i'll give it to a zoo it is kind of weird that she just watched a gator like rip a man apart and she's like we should get one i gotta get me one of those She's going after her parents' money. <laughs> like, yeah. Little girl says, 
I'll call him Ramon. And like dad, or dad, fucking shit. Uh, Like Dan pointed out, uh, we see them head back home to Missouri. Little girl uh, drops the baby gator in a little cheap aquarium. You'll love living here, Ramon, but it's time for bed. Later, we see the dad losing his shit. He's screaming for Marissa. That's the girl's name. He's had enough of the baby gator shitting behind the hamper. He's getting rid of it. The mom's like, what are we going to tell her? And the dad yells, we'll tell her we'll found her. We found it dead like we did the hamsters. So. How big is a gator shit? The thing is like three inches long. Yeah, but if if he's shitting there regularly, maybe it builds up. Yes. Yours is scheduled to come in tomorrow, Kron. You got to sign for it, though. That's true. I'm not taking a gator. We did go in on a little baby gator for you. <laughs> Dude. A little prep work for you, buddy. We figured with we did our research, dude. You get more rain in in uh in your city than the others. So it could be like a store mascot. We'll just keep it in the bathroom or something. Yeah. I don't know. What's harder to get in Tennessee, Karan? A gun or a gator? Oh, a gator's got to be. <laughs> They're handing out guns, dude. <laughs> and that's why we don't have a gator problem. <laughs> All right. So uh, this dad decides to just fucking flush this poor baby gator down the toilet. We get this cool spin of the camera as we transition into the baby gator's trip into the sewer system. Down the pipes, splash into some more pipes. And then this poor guy just plops right into the underground. Twelve years later, Robert Forster, he's picking out a new dog. Immediately, the shop owner starts pointing out uh, Forrester's male pattern baldness. <laughs> Forrester says that he's replacing his dog that was stolen. Shop owner asks if uh, he called the cops. I am the cops. It's like the first time of many, too, that his hairline gets pointed out. I mean, yes, I think three times in the movie it's addressed. So, if, if you had that hairline and you were an actor, you'd be like, what the fuck? I guess Forrester's just so cool that he's like, Forrester put, put it, in it in twice, in put it in three times. He wanted it in and the director thought it was funny. Okay. I also read, though, he was fresh off of a hair transplant. But I, I don't I'm, know how true that is. I mean, if you see later pictures of him, you can see where that, it's going that away. patch still is, you know? I, well, it okay. gives him character, though, because he's a good-looking dude. It's not like it... I don't know. He's not completely bald in Jackie Brown, is he? Mm-mm. He mentions his hair, receding hair in Jackie Brown as well. Yeah. I guess it's okay if it just, you know, you start receding, but then it's very slow for 33 years or something. Yeah, he's just dealing with it head on. But yeah, I read a few things that said, a few people said he was fresh off of a hair transplant. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I believe that. All right, his pager goes off. Duty calls. We're at a water treatment facility. 
see some screw uh, crews skimming the water. Forrester's talking to a coroner. They're looking at the chewed off arm separated from a body of a working man based on the calluses on the hands. Corner also what? tells them that they found a Lassa Opso, Lassa Opso, Lassa Opso, a, uh, a dog floating in the same sludge tank. That was our dog, Ginger. She was one of those. Oh, okay. Uh, some uniform comes in, yells for Forrester. Turns out that the possible owner of the dog that they found is there. Uh, Coroner tells Forrester a story about once finding a big toe. And that was all they found. And eventually they figured out who it belonged to, had a fucking funeral and everything. And Forrester cracks a great joke about uh, must have been a small casket. I like his uh, his cop attitude here. It's very. All right. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on and this is what we're doing. So. <laughs> You buy it. You buy, like, he doesn't take anything too seriously, but he cares about his job. You know? I'm, if I started investigating anything and it looked remotely like the solution was going to be in the sewer, I would back away from that case so quick. <laughs> you can't. I would. You'll get fired. No, just get swept under the rug, dude. (laughs) Kron, have you ever been fired from a job? No. Have you ever quit a job? Yeah. Surely. Yeah. I'm not at the same one I started at, so. (laughs) No, no, no. Let, like, give it two weeks. Just like, all right, I quit. (laughs) No, I've given two weeks at least every time. I got fired once. Yeah, me too. And she, she legit said, I don't know why we're firing you, but that's what they told me to do. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got fired and have a pretty good uh, fuck this, I'm leaving story, but I'll leave that for another day. All right, the chief uh, and his eyebrows introduced Forrester to a... Uh, <laughs> To the potential dog owner. The chief is saying that uh, or when they found this dog, all the internal organs of the dog have been cut out and its larynx cord has been cut. The owner of the dog says the dog looks exactly like hers, but uh, this dog is just too big. She's holds out like a little cute little dog sweater and Forrester's like, this used to fit that dog? What the fuck's going on? We cut to the pet shop owner, and he's just out doing his weekly dog napping. Fucking finds a dog taking a piss, sniffing around a fire extinguisher, shoves him in the back of his van, takes off. Takes his haul to a local pharmaceutical facility called Slade Pharmaceuticals. Big sodium, probably. (laughs) I like that this movie is so black and white for, like, I don't remember what this is. Maybe not even 10 minutes in. And it's like, I bet the bad guys are the ones that are kidnapping and torturing dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pretty easy to like keep track of who's good and who's bad in Alligator. Uh, This reminds me. So, Brain Dead, Dead Heat, 
and I think there might have been another movie that we covered. They all feature a uh, very particular building in California. I think we pointed it out in the Brain Dead episode that it was in Dead Heat. It's where the famous uh, uh, security guard looking at porn joke started, all that shit. I just recently watched Rising Sun with Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes, and they used that building again. It's like, this is fucking awesome. I'd love to, I, I got to figure out where this place is. <laughs> anyway. It's probably like right. a memorial now. Like to There could be. Film history, you know. Get Greg on it. That might be a Brantley thing. The he's our he's our friendly film historian. All right. Uh, so the pet shop owner he's talking to the scientist that's just slicing away on something. Uh, he tells the shop owner that he needs more puppies. He fucking rejects any fucking. I think he says I've got cats or parrots. He's like, nah, fucking puppies. I need puppies. Is this dude getting paid for this? I would hope that so. He's just that evil. He loves his work. How else is he affording these uh, gator skin shoes that he's wearing? I feel like this is going against his own business. Like, wouldn't you rather sell these puppies? Not if you can sell them for more to no. the... And that guy's buying them in bulk, dude. I mean, you're moving yeah. like... 12 dogs at once. You're double dipping because you kidnap a dog or you dog nap. That person's going to come to your store to get a new one. Right? Well, that Mm -hmm. sounds like what he did to uh, Forrester here. Because he's like, oh, I I lost my first one or somebody stole it. Yeah. It was a pet owner or the pet store owner. For sure. Yeah, he's smart. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, scientist tells shop owner, hey, we're fucking done with all those dead dogs over there. Dump them. So it goes without saying, this makes the dead dogs and hot dogs list, right? Ooh, this yeah, is the most we, dead dogs yet. Are we supposed to give out a warning to somebody because there's a dead dog? Yeah, this is, this is the much sadder end of the list. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said the mutt sadder. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So now we see, uh, or before then, though, the pet shop owner, he warns like, hey, man, a cop came into my store. I'm starting to get a little nervous. Maybe I should back off. And the scientist is just like, fucking, I need puppies, bro. Uh, we see Forrester. He goes and he starts questioning a city utility guy looking for the possible owner of the arm. While he's doing this, we then cut back over and we see the pet shop owner heading with a shopping cart full of dead dogs into the city sewer system. Quick shot of a gator eye. All right. This pet shop owner, he drops, uh, he's dropping the dogs off this ledge into this sort of standing pool that runs into a pipe. He drops one of them, but it doesn't go into the water. It just flops on this ledge. Um, I mean, I would have just left it personally, yeah, but I guess he sewer. I guess he really needs it to get down the, the pipe. So he uh, goes down this ladder, tries to kick it in the water. But when he does that, he realizes that the waterway is blocked by another shopping cart. By a pile of dogs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, was that the <laughs> last time he just 
What do you mean? They don't all go to heaven? No. They go to the fucking L.A. River. Chicago River. (laughs) Yeah. So while he's... uh, So it is Chicago, right? (laughs) Filmed in L.A. Supposed to take place in Chicago. Every car in the movie has a Missouri plate. When they're doing a press conference, there's a Missouri flag in the background. Okay. So... (laughs) I don't. The, I, the Chicago I thing, I think, was uh, I only came across that with some minimal research. I just assumed it was somewhere in Missouri, which made no sense to me because there's no <laughs> palm trees, there's not neighborhoods full of pools, there's not that intricate of like sewer systems anywhere around here. So, well, and St. Louis gets mentioned like twenty times. Yeah, that's where he worked previously. Yeah, so it didn't make sense to me. We see that the. The girl, well, we'll get to that later. We don't want to fucking ruin that reveal. I don't want to Diablo it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, pet shop owner, he's trying to clear the shopping cart so the dead dog can float down the pipe. But uh, <laughs> if you ever find yourself doing that, you fucked up in life. Yes. That <laughs> is. Yeah. You fucked day, up several things. If your several day has, things. has you in the sewer moving a shopping cart so you can get a dead dog to wash down <laughs> just take a step back and think that about you it. kidnapped for pharmaceutical testing <laughs> just go to church <laughs> yeah at that point what do you got to lose try anything all right this dude's fucking dead nice pov of of our gator he's done there's a loose leg found at another water treatment facility in Madison. Our detective, Robert Forrester, he's there. He points out that uh, this has got to be a different owner because uh, this person rounds their toenails. Previous guy squared them off. I couldn't tell you what I do. So I, I don't know what mine qualifies at. I don't. I, I cut I, them. I, I round, I guess. I don't know. I guess mine are, are rounded. Yeah. Karad? I have a lot of white, though. <laughs> Octagon pitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> File mine into a point. Hell yeah. All right. The coroner mentions that this owner was wearing gator skin shoes, and forensics found a bunch of kitty litter inside of him. The fuck Ma- was he eating? Yeah. Madison. Litter. Makes his way to a uh, to Slade Pharmaceuticals, and we see him interviewing that scientist. He's asking Slade if they've ever worked with the pet shop owner. The doctor lies and says that they get their dogs from other sources. He also states uh, that it's not possible for a dog to double its size in such a short period of time. At the end of this questioning, Madison asks, uh, "Why are all your dogs so quiet?" The dog or the doctor explains, oh, we cut their larynx when they get here. Makes things much more quiet. What a so piece a good of idea. shit. Dude. What a piece good of shit. Good idea, right? They no. They oh, used no? to do that. I don't know if they still do that. Um Really? Yeah. Oh. Like if just there were certain breeds or, or dogs that were just incessant barkers, you could go get them. I just don't think it's as common anymore. It's probably went the way of like uh, declawing now which we're not supposed to do but what if the cat gets in a fight well 
is violence ever the answer, lady? That's what I tell. <laughs> yeah, teach your cats to be uh, pacifists. Yeah. Use your back legs, you dumbass cat. So says the woman with the coexist bumper sticker. <laughs> All right, we see Big Daddy Slade, the owner of the pharmaceutical company. He's talking to the scientist. This guy's got a great fucking voice. Oh, you're my number one boy. You. I know that's not this part, but <laughs> I'm a number one. Fucking yeah. crazy. He's got a. Don't worry about it. Don't talk to the reporters or nothing. He's got a old school Hollywood voice. He All seems right. like the kind of guy that would have like like spittle leaking out of the side of his face. One hundred percent, Cron. One hundred percent. But smells good for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like figured out his cologne spot on. Smells like Sp- old, nice cologne, but mm-hmm. it's just wet mouth 24 <laughs> 7 this is 1980 man they're, they're not afraid to uh, cast old people still what a time bring Mo- it back most of the people in this movie look like they should be in uh, this movie I mean they all look insane uh, a lot of these dudes are doing like two packs a day <laughs> Most there's no doubt in my mind that most of the actors in this movie probably played uh, a guy going out with one of the Golden Girls for an episode, <laughs> right? Like did two you, of them dated Dorothy for a while. <laughs> Blanche fucked one of them. They played like a surgeon that she fucked. Blanche fucked one of them. <laughs> no, come ah, on. good point. At least four. Blanche fucked them all. All right, the scientist, he's worried about the cop that was asking around. Slade says, hey, I'll take care of it. It's those damn reporters that you got to look out for. We're at a press conference Fucking talking media, about- man. Talking about these these bodies. Madison tells the press that the uh, the victims are Edward Norton and Luke Gutchell. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I Hold know. on. Fucking Project Mayhem, dude. <laughs> he talked about Fight Club. Do you think that was a Project Mayhem, putting an alligator in the sewer? Hell yeah, dude. 100%. Block up a sewer with a fucking cart. Shopping cart full of dead dogs. dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Dead dog carcasses make the best fucking napalm. We stopped up the sewer and destroyed a Starbucks on the way home. (laughs) All your credit will be destroyed. You're free now. All right. Uh, this press conference basically results in in Madison just giving off like a dozen no comments. But one really asshole reporter, his name is Kemp. He calls Madison out for a case involving his dead partner at a hotel Baldwin back in St. Louis. This pisses Madison off. He uh, he takes off. We start seeing the headlines from the papers. Cops seek sewer psycho. Police investigate second slang. More remains found under city. Detective Kent does have that uh, classic Chicago tan about him, though. <laughs> Chicago. Detective Kent. Detective Madison? Madison, yeah, that's it. Okay. Because oh, the, the reporter's also super tan. Oh, maybe it is the reporter who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that, yeah. that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, and that's Kent. 
All right, so Madison calls out across the bullpen. He's asking for help. He wants somebody to go into the sewers with him. Pretty much everybody has some bullshit excuse, all except one blonde hotshot. That's Jim Kelly, baby. They're at the supply sign out. One of the fellow cops hands over some gas masks. A quarterback? No. Oh. This guy's a rookie cop. But they have the same name. Oh. That's why I got confused. Probably a pretty, pretty common name. I don't know. Okay. So not there's only. Probably, there's probably only one Jim Kelly in New York. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a Christine York. I mean. Moving on. Check out check out End of Days, guys. Hell yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, so not only does he hand over some mas- uh, gas masks and warn about methane pockets, but he decides to give some advice on a uh, fucking haircut to Madison. So some little tweaker comes in. He says that he killed a man in the sewer. Uh, I do dig this one like supply officer, like his his tone here he's playing it like super cool and he's like well shit well let me see if we can uh, get somebody to help you then he says something to madison and madison's like ah and he kind of mouths the name reynolds so the desk clerk he's like all right yeah let let me see if i can get detective reynolds uh but this guy's like no no i didn't come here to confess i came here to kill the rest of you uh he pulls he opens his shirt and pulls out some sort of device that has a clock on it, digital readout that's counting down. He starts going on about the voices on the radio. Uh, Kelly is like ready to fucking ice this dude. He's like, Madison, this kid's fucking bluffing. And Madison's like, wait, wait, hold on, Kelly. Like, don't do anything, which is a good ruse because Madison does his own distraction. He starts walking away. And as he walks, that makes the tweaker sort of learn, uh, like, look 90 degrees. And that allows Kelly to come up behind him. Kelly gets him in, like, a chokehold, puts his revolver right up to the dude's neck. The desk clerk comes back, uh, comes around, helps Madison try to figure out what it is. Um, They're scrambling, trying to get this thing unhooked, try to figure out what kind of device it is. Turns out it's a fucking radio. This guy's just listening to the fucking radio. I don't know what sort of... Radio has that giant digital readout on it, but it's like an elderly person's uh, bedside clock. <laughs> you can see the big numbers. Oh, like a fucking jitterbug. Mm-hmm. We're in the sewer. Kelly and Madison—they're walking through with their flashlights. Kelly asks about St. Louis. He hints that he hears things, but uh, the main thing he hears is, you know what? It might be unhealthy to work with you. Madison, he's all right. He's kind of playing a coy, but uh, Kelly mostly says, you know what? I don't really go for a lot of that locker room crap. The maps that they're using to navigate these sewers, they aren't incomplete. Some of these pipes are super old. Some of the maps are newer, so it's not super easy to get around. We see them hit a methane pocket. They put on their masks. Is that Madison, a real thing? Methane pockets? Yeah. 
Maybe. I wouldn't suggest I would, smoking a cigarette in the yeah, sewer. I mean, I wouldn't try it. I don't want to go down there. Does um, this have more sewer action than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It might. I think it does. It might. I um, guarantee you that if they had a turtle, though, dude, they wouldn't need these fucking maps. That's true. Could they keep up with them, though? Because you know that turtle be skateboarding. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Slow down, D. All right, Madison tells uh, Kelly, hey, don't light any matches. He's seen a methane explosion before. Blew up a whole fucking street. We got some gator eyes, dudes. Madison walks off. Uh, He starts to say something to Kelly, but he realizes that Kelly isn't following him. He freaks out for a second. He calls out to Kelly. He can't see him, so he drops down like, it's only like a six foot drop or whatever. The water's not super deep. He's in another section. He keeps looking. He's screaming for uh, for him. Madison then finds himself where that pet shop owner was killed. He sees that cart that was blocking off the flow and the uh, the pet shop owner's lantern. We see something approaching Madison from the rear, but it's just Kelly. It's just classic, do that? classic just- jump. Just a couple bros playing grab ass in the That's sewer, dude. Just goofing, man. No. You think it's unhealthy to work with Madison. I think Kelly's the fucking wild card here, right? Mm-hmm. If we go into the sewer, guys, and you two disappear, I'm getting the fuck out of the sewer. Sorry. I'm not looking for you. Are we in a Canadian sewer? Sorry. 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 Be the cleanest fucking sewers on the planet, dude. <laughs> No All those turds carts. nicely wrapped up and shit. <laughs> nicely I organized. Don't, I don't need no gas mask for this methane. I got free health care. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, they're trying you, to. If you were in the sewer, wouldn't you just wear a mask in general? Like, it's got to fucking stink so bad down there. This is the 80s, dude. This is before COVID, man. Come yeah, on. but you wouldn't be like. Uh, Give me this a t aids so I can wrap it around my face. It's, it yeah. stinks so bad. <laughs> and it is an 80s 3M filter, though, so it probably only has, like, four good puffs, you know, before it just fucking dissolves. You know, they haven't quite figured that out yet. All right, they're, they're trying to find their way out. Light a cigarette, dude. It's 1980. Yeah. That'd be the uh, hardest part for these guys is, like... <laughs> What do you mean I can't smoke in the sewer? It's been 30 seconds since I had a cigarette. What's wrong with you? All right. They're trying to find their way out. They look at the map. Uh, A very cool shot of the gator chilling behind these guys in the background. I really dug this. Kelly walks right into this fucking gator, man. He is massive. He is, but this gator is unaffected by Kelly's quick draw, which to his credit, I mean, the guy pulls out his fucking revolver and unloads. The two take off. They're running. They're having to crouch through these sewers. They finally find a uh, manhole cover. They crawl up the ladder, but the fucking thing is stuck. What do you know? Kelly is bitten and he's dragged out of Madison's grip. Pretty sweet, uh, sweet looking scene there. Yeah, it's tense. We flash white. We're in the hospital. Madison wakes up sweaty from the nightmare. And this nurse is a real bitch, man. 
you just popped out of a manhole on Campbell Street and started yelling alligator. Madison gets up. He starts getting dressed. Come on. He couldn't give us the ass. Yeah. The chief's eyebrows come in. About 30 seconds later, the chief comes in. He orders Madison to start taking it easy, all right? I'm worried I'm going to get those long-ass eyebrows. That guy's got those. It's like a fucking head hair up there, dude. Yeah. I'm concerned with my ear hair. It's it's already to a point where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. See, I don't feel like I have a lot of ear hair, but whenever you go to like a classic barber and they rip the thing up the side, I'm like, "Ah, no, that's just going to make it grow back more. Like, I know that that's not true, but that's so ingrained. Like, oh, if you can't cut anything or it'll grow back further, like, that's the problem. That's why all these old dudes have such thick ear hair. These barbers going wild. I got it, man. Crying. Nose and ears. Uh, they just fucking grow, dude. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. I don't have to look at my face at all. You're Besides married. this record, I mean. Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's why I put myself on the bottom. I just look at you two. I don't Got this big fucking pop filter covering half my face. All right, the chief wants Madison to see a psychiatrist. He's not quite believing this whole alligator story. That asshole reporter Kemp walks in, starts smoking a cigarette, and then starts annoying Madison about uh, that, that Hotel Baldwin incident. He wants to comment on what happened in the sewers. Women. <laughs> we see the chief and Madison. They're at a university lab. They are questioning some reptile expert about the gator. Now, this lady, she goes on and on about the implausibility that there is an alligator that size in a sewer. No way it could survive. He would starve. There's no sunlight. There's toxic gases. Madison bluntly says that he's the one that saw it. All right. The chief wants to know if there's something else that could be down there. And Madison's like, or uh, the scientist says no. Madison asks if he can borrow the book that he's reading. She says, eh, go ahead and take it. We see them uh, driving back. Chief tells Madison, I never said she was normal. I said she had the word on alligators. Okay. Madison's going on about how he wants to take a bunch of guys, go down there and flush that fucking gator out. You know, the Bane maneuver. <laughs> So cop you got mm-hmm. just the, the worst, the worst plan. <laughs> Get all your, all the police force stuck in the sewers. The chief tosses David a paper with a headline. And they live up. in Gotham. There are <laughs> yes, world-class criminals every single block. Oh, how cool it would have been if. If the croc just took out all those fucking police officers and then Bane just took over the city. Killer croc? Yeah. Yeah. Not in that universe, though. <laughs> Do you hear the, the rumor about one of the villains in Batman 2? N- nope. I've seen the you, penguin thing. You know I didn't. Clayface. Hmm. Is it going to be a real... I don't know what they'll do. I I don't know how they'll do that. I hope they do claymation. (laughs) 
Hell yeah. <laughs> be so cool. <laughs> you fucking tip it out there. <laughs> Make the hashtag we want Phil Tippett for Batman 2. All right. Uh, Kemp's newest headline reads, Lightning Strikes Twice. City Detective Loses Partner Again. So Madison starts reading the story out loud. It's an explanation of when Madison's partner was killed in action back in St. Louis. So this story continues. We're listening to Madison read it. And then we cut to um, uh, another police officer in the locker room finishing the rest of the story. It's a pretty cool cut. Madison comes in. He calls the guys out. He's like, hey, guys, like, what the fuck? They all sort of watch him as he opens up his locker where somebody has hung up a little rubber gator toy inside. Got him. Yeah. Um, Burn. Did you guys notice behind that police officer that was reading the paper, behind him, there's one of those little typical workplace placards, and it is a, it's like some machinery made out to look like an alligator. And it says, moving machinery is dangerous. It's it's a cool little production touch over this guy's shoulder. And there's another one, too, that I want to point out. You were going to say something, Kron? <laughs> oh, I just I didn't catch that. But Okay. Um, These other cops are kind of dicks, though. Like, yeah. Because they wait just, like, they don't even stop reading. They just wait until he's left. <laughs> the guy goes right back to reading it. Yeah, it. Some of that seems unearned, I guess, because it's, oh, he lost a partner in another city. I could see it if they knew the guy. You know what I mean? Like if he had that loss of a of a partner and that and he worked at that precinct already. Yeah, like it if, seems a little weird to have that animosity towards him. Like if he had worked with Murphy, who got gunned down in the fucking steel mill mill yeah nobody gives lewis shit that's true it's a cop thing man <clears throat> yeah but i feel like i mean if you are a cop it's like inherently dangerous yeah you know what you're it, signing up for it's not unlikely that you know someone's gonna die through the course of your career unless you're cron and you become a cop and then you can say uh-uh I didn't swear to fucking protect the sewers. Mm-mm. All right. I work the streets. Come, guys, they don't solve every case that they get. I mean. And you know what? I'm tired of throwing my fucking dinner out in my window every time we get a call. <laughs> well, that's that's cop code, dude. You got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking you, throw your hot do- you throw your hot dog out the window. You throw the cherry on top. All right. That's what you got Kron, Kron's the cop that arrests uh, the cop. I don't know why Siri just popped up. Kron's the cop that arrests no, the cop I, for littering. No, go away. No, I want to do that. I would be like, all right, pick the one food item you want to keep because we, we have to chuck out $45 worth of food now. Mm-hmm. We just got a call coming. Is that why um, Gary Busey asked for two meatball subs in point blank? Because he knows he might have to toss one. And the other one he can eat later. Two. 
two, Utah. Utah. Give me two. Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like if you were a cop and that is your code, you would just wolf down your food, though. Yeah. Quick quick question. Are we going to sure. see Gary Busey in season two? We saw him we in saw season, him in season one. one. Barely. You can okay. create a Busey category, yeah. dude. I'm just trying to fill you out. What's going on? Bones didn't say anything, so I know now. I, I've not made any season two categories yet. Yeah. Yes, you have. I, you showed us the fucking. Is this show? Is this going to keep going? Nah. What season this might, two? This might be a Netflix situation, buddy. We may not be picked up for season two. I already have like seventeen categories. Okay. So yeah. There it's might be going. Some, there might be some Get the fucking work, shifting dudes. of the cast. Maybe that's the the answer here. Maybe Dan needs two other people. Maybe we need just two more hosts. Yeah. If we get thirty hosts together, <laughs> then we only have to do such a little amount of work at that point. Yeah, that's not even two episodes a year. Mm-hmm. Each of us would have to host. <laughs> All right, we see Kemp. He is questioning that bitch nurse, and she just is just uh, totally disregarding HIPAA and just going and giving away all this information about what fucking Madison was screaming. Uh, she says, uh, yeah, he was screaming about alligators in the sewers. Kemp's just like, take just take his whole medical file and leave already. <laughs> there it is, hanging on the wall right there. I have four other patients to be bitches to. All right, we cut to Kent, and he's, you know it, walking through the fucking sewers. He's taking pictures of stuff. He's pulling Nightcrawler and setting stuff up and trying to get, you know, nice eerie shots. But uh, it doesn't take long for him to be eating like a little bitch. Uh, While he's getting chewed up, he's able to snap some photos of the accident, though. Uh, Kind of a cool sequence, like the, the POV of him being eaten alive. We see Madison's cool apartment. You guys like all those vinyls? Hell yeah. Sweet. I knew you You guys. I was like, those guys are going to drop to their knees and thumb through those fucking vinyls. No doubt. It's looking. I paused and just, you know, one thirty second forward. Mm-hmm. See if that angle wrapped around and I could read those sweet spines. Computer, enhance. Computer, enhance. All right. He's also got an awesome floor TV, that box TV. I'd love to get those for my future man cave. You want to put a, a, a better TV on top of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just play uh, VHS on the bottom and yeah. PS5 on top. All right. Uh, this is another cool um, production thing. So on the there's a poster behind Madison. I don't know if it's like a an artist, uh, like a musical artist or something, but it has the name Ramon on it. Mm. Oh, he's looking through. Uh, he's thumbing through that book that he got from the doctor. He closes it and he looks on the back. It says Doctor Marissa Kendall. What? What? He gets a call. It's about Kemp. At the station, the chief hands over Kemp's camera, which was found in Tank 5 at the facility. 
he also tells lady doctor yeah (laughs) oh did her husband sign off on that (laughs) all right this is 1980 (laughs) the chief tells madison hey the sanitation workers they're refusing to go down into the sewer so that's your fucking job do it all right. Then Chris Farley comes out of the dark room and he's got some <laughs> developed photos from Kemp's camera. Mm-hmm. Um, sure enough, going through these fucking he looked like fucking Chris Farley from Dirty Work or some shit like the <laughs> I can see that. you know, the old like end of his life bloated should have got some help. Chris Farley. A Saigon whore. <laughs> he did die in Chicago, so. I think that was the first DVD I ever bought was Dirty Work. Dirty Work? Yeah. That's awesome. Who would have thought of those three that Artie Lang would still be alive? <laughs> and oh, he stabbed shit. himself. <laughs> he tried to kill himself. I think he's, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's probably given it a go a couple times. At yeah. least, I mean... All right, they start looking through these photos. Sure enough, it's a giant fucking gator. What do you think now, Chief? Believe me? No, I don't. They're going to go to that herpetologist, the snake lady. uh, They're going to show her the photos. Uh, Madison's got a cool little quip, like uh, he'll make the front page. That's all he really ever cared about anyway. Headline, reporter takes pics of own killer. Madison's doing some crunches while watching TV, which you could do when your TV's like right there at floor level, right? That's a great point. That's why we all got so flabby. (laughs) We moved our TVs up too high. Have you seen the the subreddit TV too high? No. Oh, it's fucking great, man. It's just like real estate photos or... Pictures of people like I'm at my friend's house where people have their and you don't think about it until you see one in person and you're like, oh, that is up up above the mantle. That's too high. Like it's mm-hmm. not there is a there's a perfect level, right? I'm not saying I've achieved that, but it, but it does exist. The only place we could really get one in our living room was above the fireplace. <laughs> it was like, like, I know it's too high because it's not at. That eye level. Yeah. But it's just like, well, it's kind of our one option, so. Yeah, Sam's dream is to get to the point where we have a living room that does not have a TV. And then there is a, like, TV den. Because she doesn't want the living room to be based around the TV. What are you doing there, though? That's fine. The living room? Yeah. It's for entertaining and reading. And living. Are you living when you watch TV? Would she allow like a record player in there? Like, I think so. Like, yeah. You know, some kind of music setup? For sure. Yeah. Nah, that would work. And and when we moved into this house, like it's just a two bedroom, we thought about that because we're like, realistically, do we need a guest bedroom? And we thought about just doing this as the TV room and office. Um, cause when we were reading about like 
what did people do in 1904 for entertainment? She was trying to get like a vibe because that was the year her house was built. And she read a lot about like gaming rooms. People had like, uh, you know, actual chess tables or game tables and things. So she wanted to do like a seating area and then a, a side next to that that was like a gaming. And with that would have been like a, a stereo or something. Mm-hmm. And we, I would say for the first few months, we, we, we talked about that. But I think ultimately when <laughs> you just realize like, oh, I want to lo- like watch a movie at like a decent volume. I don't want you to be like five feet away trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. So. That's Dan. Dan's got that great setup, man. I used to start every single day when I lived alone. I'd put a record on real loud as soon as I woke up, and can't do that now, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think my wife wants to listen to fucking Yob at seven thirty a.m. Is that? Yeah, not gonna yeah, happen. She does. Deal with it. <laughs> All right, so he's watching TV. He's flipping through the channels. He's got multiple TV news stations reporting on the story. We also get a quick shot of the mayor. He's going on that no expense will be spared. Finally, he he stops the, the channel surfing. He sees a reporter that's interviewing the Midwest's foremost authority on reptiles and amphibians. Of course, it's Dr. Kendall. This time, she admits it's definitely an alligator, but... She still refutes that it's as large as Madison claims. And guys, we take a pee break. All right, welcome back. We left off. We got photographic proof. That there's a giant motherfucking alligator in the city sewer system. And Madison, he's getting his way, all right? The Bane maneuver is in full effect, boys. We got SWAT vans, RPGs, barbed wire, lights are getting set up. These cops are going in, all right? I do got a a little bit of a ding against the movie. I really wanted someone to shoot that RPG in the sewer. I mean, don't. Don't show it to me if you're not going to fire it off. I thought you were going to say you were upset that you didn't get like the hut, 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 hut from all the SWAT dudes. Because that's always a bummer when you don't get that. Mm -hmm. Cron Howard, I will say this. It sounds like you need to watch Alligator 2. And I will tell you this. They do call in Southern Alligator Hunters. In Alligator 2. And they're going to be talking about some gumbo. Well, until we cover Alligator 2, he'll stay <laughs> well in the wings. All right. So the plan is to push the alligator out to one designated outflow. All right. Madison pulls up this map. We see the main uh, layout of the sewer system. These SWAT teams are dropped in at specific points, and they are all just going to work together. And then as one final crew, push to one designated exit. Dr. Kendall shows up. She's there at the request of the chief. 
Now, she does apologize to Madison. She says, I, you know, sorry, I didn't believe you. Madison kind of blows her off a little bit. And I think this is mostly because the operation's about to commence, okay? So the SWAT guys, they start. They're making all sorts of racket. They've got, um, I mean, what else makes better noise than fucking kitchen pots and uh, trash can lids? They just start banging away. Bang start working on a through. trash can. Drumming on a streetlight. Yep. <laughs> the beats, man, right? Yeah, baby. Doug Funny. Roger Klotz. Patty Mayonnaise. Skeeter. Skeeter, man. All right, it's starting to get late. Kendall brings Madison... I don't know how you guys remember fucking Doug. Because <laughs> I watch Doug every fucking day. Quell, um, man. <laughs> yeah. That was me, man. That was me on the screen. <laughs> All right. Kendall brings Madison over some coffee. She admits, uh, hey, I had an alligator when I was a kid once, but uh, my dad found it dead. His name was Ramon. Uh, he went. He went upstate to, what? A, to what? a great little farm. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Did you guys figure this out before? Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's like uh, it, it, I had a suspicion. It's the whole kind of Scooby Doo logic, where it's like, <laughs> oh, it's got to be the one other alligator we've seen. Uh, it's totally unnecessary, but, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Dr. Marissa Kendall is our little girl from 12 years before who brought a baby gator up from, uh, Florida, let it continually shit behind the hamper. This alligator was flushed in Missouri, ended up in Chicago, I guess. Yeah. But if all of the fucking license plates say Missouri, I don't know. In my head, this is Missouri. It's not an accurate Missouri, but it's Missouri. You think a gator shit is like a like a log? I mean, well, no. We see gator shit later. Oh, is that real? Right. Is that real gator shit? I mean, is Dan? Don't fuck up your Google, dude. You'll get gator, ads on free. gator dung. Yeah, I think my suicide prevention joke just sort of stopped that whole. <laughs> I thought it, it was a good joke, but it's it's like, what else do you write besides grim? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh, if you haven't hit up our Discord already, uh, it's pretty grim. All right. The SWAT teams, they've reached the outflow. And what do you know? Nothing comes out. What a huge cock tease. Oh, Everyone bitch. has a laugh, and well, the, the chief guy, and Madison take off. The police guys come out. Okay. Accurate. While filming that, uh, the public did think that there was some terrorist action going on. So. Because of the trash can lids banging together? Oh, what a simpler time. 
But it's a terrorist or, group. Or the I mean, it's a good plan. SWAT guys running around with RPGs. I mean, that's nothing we don't see uh, these days. Now, the Bane maneuver is fucking stupid in Dark Knight Rises. This, I don't think, is that bad. This is a smart move, right? Yeah, well, in with- Bane wasn't trying to get an alligator out of the sewer. You were born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bane? Oh, it was an eye. I was flushed down here as a boy. <laughs> I crawled my way out of the sewer. Has anybody watched The Dark Knight Rises since yeah, it I watched came out? It. Yeah, I watched it not too long ago. <laughs> I've never watched it since. I've probably watched like 20 minutes here and there on, you know, yeah. HBO or something, but no. I've not watched it I in full, think... I don't think. I think, yeah, I definitely watched it a few times in the past year because when we did Batman Forever, I jumped around and watched a bunch of Batman movies. And then after going on Nerds Geeks to talk about the Batman, I watched a few more after that. And I think I watched Dark Knight Rises. And You should just watch the first two of that series and... <laughs> There's some there's some kick-ass stuff in it that I like. So I can can kind of pick it apart. Batman Forever is better. I mean, it's just objectively better. <laughs> it's more cohesive. It's a, right. All right. The Chief and Madison, they're driving through the street. They run into some street toughs blocking the street. They're playing a little quick game of street ba- uh, baseball. Stick ball. Uh, Stickball, yeah. All right. As they, uh, I think the chief has to like literally put the cherry up on top to get the kid out of the way. He gives a little shit look. Finally moves. Now, as Chief and Madison drive off, we stick with these kids playing stickball. The ground starts to quake. Sidewalk collapses. Ramon is loose. Man, does this look great? This little, this model. I mean, at times I thought it was a real alligator. I'm thinking it was probably just a little animatronic and they shot it just right. But the the model work in this is just, mm, it's just great. Um, one thing this movie gets right is like, it, it is 1980, but it is such a great bridge between 70s and 80s. I feel like all these 70s actors, the the technology and stuff is stepping up a little bit. It's in a good sweet spot. That's the one on the TV, the kid says. All these kids finally finally run away. As opposed um, to all the lame-ass gators they see on the street mm-hmm. that aren't TV famous. What was the animated show with the alligator? Did they just make a movie? No. Uh... Lyle the Crocodile or something? Nah, that was the book. There used to be a TV show where, like an animated one with an alligator. He had like a fucking tie on and shit. I don't know. Was that like a PBS smart kid? (laughs) No. Cartoon? Like Arthur? John Gator CPA. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a a fucking cartoon network. Adult Swim. You're not diversifying enough. (laughs) 
all right, these kids run away. But as they're running away, there's another cop speeding down the road. He's got to swerve to miss hitting these kids. He smashes into a parked car. His car flips over, blows up. He kind of wakes up from his daze. He can't open his door. He's got to climb out of his car. But he climbs out of his car and basically right into Ramon's mouth. And we see Ramon Wally just- Gator. Wally Gator. Mm-hmm. Like Wally Gator? Wally Gator. Yeah, Wall- but saying like- Wally Gator? Wally Gator or Wally Gator? Wally Gator. Wally Gator. Jesus Christ. No wonder <laughs> we have a fu- the fucking rating we do. All right. It's a um, rating. All right. So, yeah, this, we see Ramon just chew this cop's leg off. Now, that main little shitty kid that we see, we get a totally unnecessary but awesome just little fucking tributary of oh, his I, life. I love this scene. This is incredible. He runs up into his apartment where his drunk mother is on the phone with Connie. All right? I'm sorry, Connie. The kids are outside playing alligator and Joey's driving me batty. <laughs> Kid's trying to get his mom's attention. She blows him off. All right. Uh, he decides, oh, fuck this. He grabs a kitchen knife and then runs back into the street. Mom freaks out, yells, uh, starts yelling at Connie like, uh, he's got my bread knife. It's <laughs> such kid logic of like, what is the biggest knife that we have? You grab it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that it's dull as shit and serrated. It's yeah. just like, nope, that's the biggest one, dude. Yeah. He keeps some distance. Yeah. What a completely irrelevant scene, but I love it. All right. He makes his way back onto the street, and we see Ramon make his way into a city park pond. Ooh. All right. We're at the scene. Dr. Kendall's walking around. We see the cops up. Uh, Body getting lifted up. We got EMS, lights everywhere. Kendall's sort of walking through. She finds the chief in Madison. He's got a map. He's trying to plot some stuff out. She tells them Ramon will definitely head for water. Well, that's great. We got rivers, we got canals, and we got that lake over there. We see the mayor show up, and he is immediately up the chief's ass. Okay. Dr. Kendall and Madison, they start questioning Joey. That's the the little kid from earlier. And Joey tells him that the gator was at least as big as an El Dorado. And then you got to add the tail. (laughs) Next day, we see Kendall getting an imprint of Ramon's footprint at the lakeside. It's big. It's big. It's fucking huge. The mayor reveals that he has flown in Colonel Brock, a famous big game hunter. Madison refuses to play a ball with this guy and he takes off. And Brock is immediately a, a dick to Dr. Kendall. Now you can go back to your books. Madison is, uh, or as he's leaving, he is fucking bombarded by a bunch of pieces of shit that are trying to sell merch, and make some quick <laughs> cash off this fucking gator incident. Capitalism, uh, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Get in there. There's guys with sandwich boards with little rubber gators on them. One guy's like, wiggle, wiggle, watch him jiggle. Um, dude selling like, uh, you know, stuffed gators, all sorts of shit. One guy comes up and he's particularly creepy. Like, hey man, and he opens a fucking shoebox and there's a little baby gator in there. He's like, 
great gift for the kids. Feed them whatever left on the table. Throw some water on it. A couple of sausages. Madison calls over a few uniforms and tells him to bust this creep. Brock is given a TV interview and he starts showing off his gator calls. And you the interviewer. They, you think they arrested him or they just took him behind an alley and beat the shit out of him I for hope, a while? I hope. Send a fucking message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so this TV interviewer, she's asking Dr. Brock, like, you know, do the, do the gators communicate to each other? And he starts doing, like, uh, when they're in distress, they do this. When they are when they want to mate. And I think the mating one is the funnier one where I think it's like a... <laughs> yeah, you, you can't be grunting like that on TV, yeah. dude. That shit is vulgar. It's sexy, though. God damn, this... Have you guys tried it yet? This TV reporter. I, I just did it right now, and Sam's knocking at the door. Um, it worked. Yeah, I'll have I'll have cut that out of the thing, but... I did it too, and yeah. a gator bit my leg off. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Madison shows up uh, to Kendall's. He's trying to get her to keep working the case. He uh, sweetens the deal by saying, uh, I'll buy you an iguana or something. Animal life means nothing in this, right? It's just, it's, it's the all idea, animals right? are fucking pets. Yeah. They're just things. Yeah. This movie drives home like, one, you can treat any animal like shit. And two, uh, people are just super willing to go into the sewer. (laughs) Anybody. All right. We start getting some real hardcore science here, okay? Because Kendall's making Madison look into a microscope. She's She's showing him some scans of the dog's brain. Now, this fucker has been bombarded with some sort of hormone, man. And the current theory is, if these dogs have been tested on and tossed into the sewers for years, there's no telling what Ramon has been exposed to. So Brock and some cops, they show up to an alley to investigate a possible sighting, and they find a giant gator shit uh, in an alleyway. We see Ramon chilling in a suburban pool. Kendall and Madison, they show up to Slade Pharmaceutical. And they're questioning that dickhead scientist and he's working on this giant calf and he's like, uh, detective, there's a food shortage problem. So this logic makes sense, right? So you, you, you pump animals with hormones, make them super big, right? And then you eat those animals and you get more meat. But would you not have to, uh, increase food production for said giant creature? When you could have just used that food production for human use? Am, am I the one that's wrong? I guess if you get them to grow fast enough, you could feed them a normal diet and you just process them when they reach a certain weight. So you're, you're thinking that that's what their logic is. Maybe try to figure out where they have the same caloric intake. Yeah, like... But they're get, getting bigger. To get a gator up to like half the size, you'd normally have to feed it this amount but with this super drug we can do that in two weeks and like the increased food is still less than the lifetime of the animal but nobody eats gator okay anything a cow uh you know I, yeah i saw what you were saying Karen. you were just using the gator as the example since it's such a pivotal part of this movie right 
But am I making sense in my logic though, right? Like the thing of like, well, if we're going to make the cows bigger, we have to give them more corn, mm-hmm. but we could just eat the corn. Like we could cut that whole thing out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, at no point did anyone ever think a plant-based alternative might be a good idea. So, <laughs> Well, like Dan keeps saying, it was the 80s. <laughs> We they smoke cigarettes and eat steaks. Yeah, they didn't the fuck even, out of here with your grass. They didn't even think of like uh, what We're is still it? Still lighting up in hospitals. <laughs> What's the uh, you know plant based meat thing? Impossible. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah that that was yeah. not even a thought at this time. <laughs> All right. The doctor continues uh, being flaky. He does hint that they did have one drug. Uh, that they were working on, but it had a terrible contraindication in that it created an insatiable appetite in the test subjects. So after Kendall and Madison leave, this little fucking whiny doctor goes back up to Big Daddy Slade, makes one last complaint, and what do you know? Slade makes a phone call to the mayor who makes a phone call to the chief who has to fire fucking Madison. It's out of my hands, the chief says. Assholes. Is, this, before, at, is this at Slade's party? Like this um, whole scene? Doesn't he have like a little party at some point? Uh, Not yet. Not okay. yet. I know okay. what you're talking about. This was like, they. It, this is just a phone call. Gotcha. It's back in his office and he calls. Um. So yeah, we've just seen Madison get fired. But before he uh, before he walks out, he sneaks into the evidence locker and he grabs that tweaker's radio and some dynamite. <laughs> Kendall and Madison, along with a city utility worker, they go down into the sewers. They split up. They start looking around. It doesn't take very long for Kendall to find a dead dog when she pulls a dog collar that was sticking out of some leaves. She goes to pull this thing and the fucking dog falls out. She screams. That utility worker and uh, Madison run over. They think they just found Ramon's home base. The city worker, he takes off. He's like, fuck that. I'm taking my vacation, man. At least in Florida, they keep him in the swamps. (laughs) At the Slade Mansion. Not the the anacondas, though. Or pythons. No. No. Do they still have that problem? I think so. Yeah, I think they just like pop up on a golf course or something every now and again. Yeah. Who but the that fuck was would want to live in Florida. But that was human interaction, right? Like that was us we brought all those giant fucking snakes up. Oh, they threw them in the swamps and they they fucking loved it. <laughs> Why did we bring dominated? Them up? I think it like it wasn't a purposeful thing. I think that there was a legit like a, a market where people were trying to sell these snakes and it became like like the urban legend became true that some people let some snakes that are not native to Florida out. And like Dan was saying, they just absolutely fucking dominated in the swamps. So I, I do believe that there's some non-native snakes that have been found in Florida and in other swamps. Um. What a fucking hellhole, dude. <laughs> yeah, this world fucking sucks. Um, there's a really interesting documentary. Um, 
Who is the big Colombian drug guy? Um, Scarface? <laughs> no, he was Cuban. Yeah, um, he was Cuban. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? A Chapo? It might have been Chapo. Uh, he's Mexican. No, sorry. Um, it's a... Uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, and Devar, uh, Escobar. 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 Yeah. I think Escobar had a fascination with hippos and had a bunch of hippos moved in onto his property. <laughs> and I think now, like, uh, there's a fucking hippo problem. Uh, they, like, got into the waters and they've mated. Uh, there's a really good like our Nat Geo special on it um, where they're trying to like kind of slowly they're protect they're trying to protect them but also keep them from fucking up the rest of the ecosystem um, I was yeah. reading people fucking read, suck man I was reading an article about the goalie for the Las Vegas Golden Knights and I guess he just like filed for bankruptcy. <clears throat> so he like listed all this stuff, all his shit. And he has a poisonous snake farm in Roby, Missouri. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so apparently this guy would collect poisonous snakes and he would send them to Roby, Missouri over here. So and it, it was like a hundred k. So what you're getting at is now you own a bunch of poisonous snakes in Roman no. Missouri. And now I was like, where would this be? Because it's a very small town. It's just a guy. It's like in a fucking house. Yeah, he claimed that like that was like two hundred k of of his income or some shit. Look for the person in Roby who's spending the most on electricity. <laughs> Who the fuck it is. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Hey, man, those fucking heat lamps draw a lot of fucking power. Well, and you got to leave them on like all day. I mean. Yeah. We know you're growing weed in there. Actually, I'm tr- trying to it's keep this so, king cobra It's so much alive. worse. It's so much <laughs> yeah. worse. Come on in and fucking look then. <laughs> I wish it was weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> My, my blood hasn't clotted for fucking three years now. Please help. Can't stop fucking shaking. <laughs> All right. We're at the Slade Mansion. This is kind of what you were talking about. Um, they're getting ready for some sort of function. The mayor is there with Big Daddy Slade, and he's asking about... Um, they're going on about a reward. They need to post a reward to try to capture this fucking thing. Mayor's like, I got to go to the city council. Slade's like, look, I'll take care of it. The one thing that you got to do is you got to make sure that this doesn't get traced back to us. And the mayor is an absolute idiot. And he's just like, oh, that's right. Because like, if it gets back to you and Slade, also an idiot, is like, yeah, this shit can't come back to us. We got like three fucking drugs that, that you know, we can't have anybody finding, uh, finding out about this. Um, turns out this function will be a wedding because Slade's daughter is about to marry that little dickhole fucking scientist, Arthur. Arthur is my number one boy. That's it. It's so fucking creepy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kendall comes back to Madison's place. 
Madison feeds his dog while Kendall calls her mom. She's telling her that she's going to be late. And then we see a costume party that's just hopping in the suburbs. Some little kids dressed as pirates. They're making a little cowboy walk the plank. They got a little blindfold on them and they're using their little plastic swords. It's fun, right? They push them out. They go out to the pool, force them on the diving board. And uh, they basically make him walk off the edge. And what does he do? He walks right into fucking Ramon's mouth. Back at Madison's apartment, we find out that Kendall doesn't know how to dry her hair properly before putting on a fucking sweater. Uh, this bothered the shit out of me. I don't know why. Uh, and then Madison's like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner, right? But uh, Bones, are, you, uh, are you putting your hair up in like on top? In a fucking towel? No. We have such giant bath sheets, right? Because like a standard towel is like not enough to dry my giant body. But that's too much towel to do like the head wrap. Mm -hmm. So I just dry the shit out of it. Sam knocks me constantly. She's like, you know, that's not how you dry long hair. I'm like, well, it seems to be working for me. So um, You're still here, aren't you? Yeah. No, I, I dry it, and then I put it up in a little bun, just in case. And I certainly don't just put on a sweatshirt while my hair is sopping wet. So, Hey, good move on like, him. Because he's like, let's get laid now and then go to dinner. Oh, yeah, exactly. He, he, he comes over, sits next to her. He's like, you know, we're going to go to dinner, but I'm going to be all fucked up trying to eat. I'm going to be all nervous because... I'm not gonna. I don't know if you're gonna come back with me. So can you just tell me like now so we can enjoy our dinner? And her answer is just like Mac on him, you know. Well, you He's, don't. Wanna, and, you don't want to come home after eating a fucking steak and a bunch of fries and shit, and <laughs> then try to perform. That's true. You might want. Yeah, you want to know. Like, okay, well, if we're gonna bone, maybe I want something light. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Then you're hungry afterwards. I'm going to be hungry afterwards oh, any, either way. Either way, buddy. That's how many calories I'm putting out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Karan. <laughs> or fucking ravenous afterwards, I am, a, dude. I am a fucking animal, all right? I am base instinct, okay? I'm, I want some I'm, water. I want some I'm, crap in my stomach, and I'm going to bed. I'm brushing my teeth, and then I'm going to get something to eat. <laughs> I did what I'm designed to do. All right. We see Brock coming out of a fucking liquor store. Hands a six-pack over to a local gang. He's hired these guys to uh, be his little guides, show them around the local area. I think he offers them like $10 a day each. And then one guy's like, I get 20 They all kind of laugh. Name this gang is the Zombies. It's pretty cool. We see Kelly and, uh, or Kendall and, and Madison. They're the, in bed. The orphans. <laughs> you don't they think don't the orphans buy. can find a gator? Show, right, them, uh, show them the newspaper article. <laughs> we bop. Mm -hmm. All right. So, oh, we see uh, Madison and Kendall. They're in bed post coitus. And uh, Madison's filling her in after having filled her in about uh, what led to his partner's death. Nice. Sad little story. 
Nice. He gets tricked by uh, he he got tricked by a roll of pennies. Basically, him and his partner were checking something out. Somebody got the drop on him. Uh, he thought they had a gun on him. Turned out to be a roll of pennies. They took his actual gun, and that was the gun that was used to shoot his partner. I froze. There's a heavy penalty in this life for fear. Uh, And the whole time he's fucking bearing his soul, Kendall's just fucking with this dude's hair. (laughs) And he's like, listen, I'm struggling with male pattern baldness. Like, please don't bring it up ever again. Let's move on. He's the one that brought it up. It's pretty fucking obvious that she's like combing it and thinking to herself, like, is this going to get worse? Like, is this going to get better? Like, would have been cool if the plugs thing that Dan mentioned was part of the plot and he just had like an arrested development with the Tobias coming out like scabs. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> so he wipes it away. Oh, fuck. One of my favorite bits. Why don't you go up and help your uncle with a bath? Don't make the water too hot. The scabs will fall right off. <laughs> All right. We see Brock and this gang. They're just fucking pounding beers. We see Brock take multiple swigs of his whiskey on this hunt, man. Host versus graft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're checking out this alley. They got reports that uh, somebody heard some heavy breathing. Sure enough, Ramon is just straight chilling in a pile of street trash. Brock convinces one of these zombies to follow him into the alley. Brock sees the shadow of the gator, follows him. As he approaches his big, giant trash pile, Ramon just straight jumps out and just starts chomping on Brock. Uh, the zombie guy uh, leader comes around the corner, sees Brock just, he's in the, Ramon has Brock by like the torso, right? Like perpendicular, just swinging him back and forth. And Brock is yelling like, let me out, get me out, get me out. The zombie guy picks up the the rifle. It seemed almost more like a shotgun. It was like a pump action rifle or something. Tries to shoot Ramon, but he's out of rounds. And these guys fucking split. And I, oh. when I say split, these guys take off, man. They are Tom cruising it when they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, I love it too. Because it's like he does try to shoot the gun, sees that it's out. And then he just says, all right, let's split. Like. Mm-hmm. It's like the most calm, like, delivery, too, for seeing someone being eaten by an alligator. At the restaurant for dinner, Kendall and Madison are hanging out. They're having a good time. Two uniformed cops come in. They say hello, and uh, they tell Madison that Brock was just eaten. And this kind of shakes Madison up a little bit. Kendall tries to comfort him, but he's he's a little upset in a moment, and he basically is like, uh, he pushes her away. She's like, I know how you must feel, and he's like, don't fucking presume too fast, huh? Um, this kind of embarrasses Kendall. She gets up, drops some money on the table, and takes off. Madison's like, I think your mom's waiting on you. Next day, Madison wakes up from a nightmare, and he heads to Kendall's mother's house. I don't know about you guys. The mother seemed a little much. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't know if I'd want to stick around. I might be. I, Kendall seems cool. Maybe I'm asking her to move, right? Let's not see your mom all the time. 
Mm-hmm. I got my own place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kendall comes down. She's sort of smitten that, that Madison shows back up. She's like, you want to see my rock collection? They go back upstairs. They're laying on the bed, and he he lays it all out. He's like, listen, you're the country's leading herpetologist. You have a wonderful mind, a doctorate degree, and beautiful tits. And then also, me as the viewer, I'm like, and this is all your fault, right? You fucking <laughs> brought this baby gator home. He doesn't know that, but I, I really – me – as the audience, I need her back on this case. She she needs to get the redemption that she doesn't know she needs to like fight for. <laughs> All right. Kendall thinks that Ramon is following the canals east to try to get back to the river, or at least very least to try to work his way back into his like home base. Their main worry is what is on the way, or what's in the way of his path. Right. So we. We're now in this canal, and we got some patrol boats. They are, in fact, like they've already spotted Ramon. I think there's two or three boats. We got SWAT guys with M16s, but these things are no match for fucking Ramon. He's just minding his own business. One SWAT guy tries to throw a uh, grenade, but right as he pulls the pin, the pilot of this boat ramps over Ramon's back. All the cops fly out of the boat. And then the box of grenades explodes, thus the fucking boat exploding right as this thing lands on the bank. One of the cops is can take a M sixteen bullet. No, they a got few. thick ass skin. A few. A I few. bet it could. I bet a nine millimeter would bounce right off. <laughs> Didn't you ever watch? Uh, what the fuck was that show? Wally Gator. Sh- shoot the gators. <laughs> What? There's a whole show just out shooting alligators? Yeah. Is it like one of those trash discovery reality shows it's where a, they- Yeah, it's on Discovery. Follow swamp, white trash swamp hunters? Swamp people. Swamp, swamp people. people. Yeah. That's all they do. And they, I think they use the 22. But I think they hit them like right between the eyes. If I don't kill 12 damn gators today- Bank's going to foreclose on my house. This is the third week in a row Jebediah has not met his quota. <laughs> to make matters pe- worse, the fan boat won't even start. And he paid well, my fan boat won't start. for his tags this year. Do they sell the gator meat? What's the profit here? The skin. They buy tags. They got to fill the tags. They also like snake hunt and frog hunt and shit like that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's that bullshit like nat- uh, conservationist mentality of like, we got to fucking, if we don't control the gators, they'll get out of hand. It's like, well. They'll control what us. What do you think? Yeah. Just like the lizard people. Y- in you the did government. put that golf course right fucking next to where the gators were naturally, right? Maybe the gators got out of hand because of all the fucking food waste that we just... I don't know. What the fuck? What? Who cares? Just, the fucking planet's fucked. I'm going to stop. Them. We're so close to the end here. Okay. Just, <laughs> just give Florida to the gators at this point. Yeah, okay. Let <laughs> have it. I don't know. Is Disney going to leave Florida, man? Uh, I know they're talking about Texas right now. Disney? Yeah. Yeah, they. I don't know. Texas seems just as shitty as fucking Florida. Yeah, they can't stand conservative Florida, so they'll go to the liberal bastion of Texas. 
Austin? <laughs> I, I don't Texas know. Texas will be blue. Go somewhere. 15 years. I don't know. I was going to say, I, I, anything with like we lose for that one? <laughs> nice year-round weather is probably shitty. And they're already in California, so... I'm sure the biggest concern is how they're going to move uh, Walt's cryo-frozen body. How are they going to move that big ball? Well, they're going to roll Epcot? A fucking famous, famous Missourian. Down the interstate? That'll be a gator sanctuary. <laughs> Gates rolling on like some gators. The gator dome. <laughs> you know, that's where Gatorade came from, right? What? Florida State. Yeah. We'll have some trivia about that later. All right. One of the cops that uh, was thrown from the boat, he's scrambling. He's screaming, get me out of here. The other boat comes over. They try to help him get out of the water, but it's too late. Ramon gets this dude's legs. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive that they just hired somebody who was without legs, so it really adds to the look there. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Uh, and they'll do that a few years later in the thing, right? Didn't they hire a guy who was missing his arms for that famous shot? Yes, they did. All right. Madison and Kendall, they show up. One of the cops tells the, kind of directs them or directs them where the gator was headed. Uh, sure enough, this fucker's head towards Slade Mansion. And there is zero delay here, man. We got ourselves a fancy wedding reception. Slade is barbecuing and he's telling a story about Hickory and it's a nice little touch to just have the mayor here annoying the shit out of him. He's like repeating every other word that Slade's saying it like, you know, he's just a total kiss ass. So he's probably been next to Slade the whole fucking uh, party, but with zero hesitation and not being remotely sneaky, Ramon just walks right into this fucking wedding reception and guys, this is your price of admission right here. All right. He rushes into this crowd. He eats a maid. The guests in the wedding party start running in panic. The bride gets knocked into the pool. I think the bride and the groom were doing the... They were cutting the wedding cake right as this happened because you get a quick shot of Arthur and he's got his mouth full of cake and icing all over his face and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ramon's tail is just knocking people over, knocking them into the air. They're flying into tents. He starts flipping tables like a real housewife. The mayor and Slade, they're like, shit, we got to run to the limo. Slade gets in first and then locks the door, fucking keeps the mayor out. Uh, Ramon comes up, starts chewing the shit out of the mayor, and then destroys Slade's limo. So much so that the driver and he are crushed to death inside of the car. It's awesome. It looks it's like great a, editing. Yeah, it's just like a it's, hollow shell whenever they find it later. It's great. That and driver I, is really interested in that gator. Like, yeah, he would not start the car and leave. I don't want to leave yet. I don't yep. want to see what this fucker's going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get well, it. Well, he went to I mean, he went to a <laughs> I mean, same gator way. farm in Florida when he was a kid once. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I didn't get to see the fucking gator win that time. Yeah. I got half my money back, but... <laughs> But I'd, I'd trade all of Slade's money for one gator win. Watch the mayor get chewed to shit. By golly, I'm going to see it today. 
Kendall and Madison, they show up at the mansion. They got to force their way in via gunpoint. One of the victims point them where Ramon headed off to, a storm drain, like they thought, back to the sewer. Back in the city, Madison has a plan. He heads into the sewer with a backpack. He tells uh, Kendall to meet him at a manhole. He's going to give himself two minutes. He spots Ramon in the sewer. He baits him with a few gunshots. It's usually how that encounter goes, yeah. What? A manhole, two minutes. Okay. Have you you been going into the sewers, dude? <laughs> Are you working a case? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. You picking up Kron's slack? Have you been setting, Cro- setting the stopwatch and getting down there? Crocodiles, not alligators. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ramon gives chase. He's coming after Madison, but Madison. Saltwater animal, Dan. There's freshwater crocs, Cron. Or alligators. Crocodiles. Yeah. I think crocs are saltwater. Alligators are freshwater. I think there is a crocodile that is freshwater. What's his name? Aren't the the crocodiles in. And he's a gator. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't the crocodiles in Australia? Wouldn't they be freshwater? I thought. Who gives a shit? One has a Continue rounded on. nose. One has a square nose. One's native to America, and I don't give a shit about the rest of them. I don't I'm prob- American. It's going to be in further research anyway, so we'll get there okay. in a minute. Dan, by the way, you sent us the link to Wally Gator. That was a cartoon from 1962. <laughs> You guys so, didn't watch that shit? No, but it, whenever I was asking about like, oh, I, I, I was thinking it was like around the time of Doug. No. No. So when you, yeah, I wish I would have known like Hanna-Barbera, but as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, okay, I know what you're talking about. He's probably on the same time around like Magilla Gorilla. Yep. Yogi Bear. Freshwater crocodile, also known as Australian freshwater crocodile. Okay. Yeah. We got there. They're in Australia. We got there. All right, send me my money. It's like the opposite side of the world from us, so. Still the world, Kron. Whatever. Still got a, a couple listeners there, and we love you. All Good right, night. Madison. He's got to throw on a, uh, a gas mask because he's in a methane pocket. He finds a ladder below a manhole. He starts uh, hooking up that timer. To that dynamite he grabbed from the evidence locker. Kind of straps TNT. this. TNT. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. He Speaking sets himself Australia. A, a two-minute timer. And then for some reason is a little slow to set this thing. I think he's trying to sync his watch to the time. So, like, you know, it'll start. But he also then really takes a little bit of time to crawl up the ladder. Ramon actually tail whips him once. He kind of gets flipped up, but eventually he gets up. He's up the ladder, but he can't get out of the manhole because some lady has stopped her car right on top of it. Kendall shows up, starts yelling at this lady, like, you got to move your car. She's arguing back, like, I can't move. There's a garbage truck in front of me. Kendall's like, there's somebody under your car. The lady's like, what are you talking about? Well, Madison is underneath, and he yell and he yells, uh, "Asshole, move the fucking car!" To which the lady in the car goes, "What did he say?" 
So she's admitting that she can hear a guy beneath her car, but refuses to move. Anyway. Well, he is Kendall being gets very in. rude. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Saying those words. I- He's on the clock. He can yeah. apologize after. <laughs> Kendall eventually gets the car moved. Madison escapes with seconds to spare. Boom. The chief shows up. Madison threatens to lock him up with Kendall's daughter or Kendall's mother. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. Madison and Kendall, they walk. They look down the sewer just as the manhole is closed. And we flip over. We see another baby gator flop its way into the sewer. (laughs) That was alligator from 1980. In the perfect setup for alligator two, I'd assume. You, you thinking that's the baby gator that he was, uh, that that capitalist was trying to sell him at the park? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Danimal, hit me with some facts. Ramon, uh, our animatronic alligator here that was used in a film, was later donated to Florida State. Or, no, Florida University in Gainesville, the Florida Gators. Uh, they used him as a team mascot. He made several appearances before games and during halftime. Uh, we mentioned Robert Forrester improvising jokes about his hairline. He said the director was pretty pretty cool that he let him do that and kept it in there. Tail whip engaged. <laughs> Uh, Brian Cranston worked on this film as a production assistant in the special effects department. When uh, yeah. Forrester passed away, he said that he was friends with them from from this movie. So, um, oh shit, yeah, he was in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Who's he in yeah. Breaking Bad? He's the vacuum vacuum oh, repair guy. Shit, that's right. Yeah, that's cool. He shows up. He's uh, in El Camino quite a bit. Uh, the giant alligator's first victim in the film, the sewer worker named Edward Norton, is a homage to the 1955 movie The Honeymovers, or The Honeymooners, in which four of the main characters, uh, one of them is a sewer worker named Edward Norton. Oh, we're going to have to move all this honey. <laughs> um, Joe Dante was offered the job, but passed. Uh, the script was originally wrote to be set in Milwaukee and the alligator got giant because all of the discarded beer from the beer factory was being pushed into the sewer. (laughs) We should have went with that one. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. I'd love to see the alternate alligator (laughs) Milwaukee take. Uh, the basis, uh, the basic premise of the film was inspired by the popular urban legend of the 1960s with a mail order company which had, uh, advertised in comic books sold thousands of baby alligators to kids whose parents would often flush them down the family toilet. And although the film takes place in Chicago, Illinois, most of the license plates are from Missouri. The license plates of the family car returning from the alligator farm in 1979 is Missouri. Um, but it was all filmed in Los Angeles. And that's about it. Right on. Well, let me see if I got uh, 
budget here. I forgot. Released November 14th of 1980. 1.5, I think. Does it have it on here? Yeah, a budget of 1.5 million, but doesn't have a box office. Uh, it did. I think it did surprisingly well. Good enough um, to get a sequel. Good, yeah, I mean, good enough yeah. to get a sequel. But I think it. Uh, I think it got some praise for being better than a lot of the other post Jaws knockoffs. So. I haven't seen Orca. I've heard that Orca is actually pretty fun. Kron, is that one that you've been watching in your ramp up? It's on a list that if I can get to, I'd like to watch it. I think it is. Um, I think you can watch that one as of this record free on YouTube. So for whatever okay. that's worth. If I can find some Tarantino person in there, I'll <laughs> maybe I'll treat us to another Creature feature. Mm-hmm. Kron may or may not be having to do some uh, horror movie research. Yeah, Kron's been watching yeah. a lot of animal yeah. attack yeah, we'll movies let, lately. We'll let that out after you record it and you've got a firm date on when that's coming out. Um, fellers, let's reveal ourselves. Let's, uh, or no, we got to, uh, we got to play our game. It's been a while. Holy shit. It's time for America's favorite game. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentlemen, at the time of our review for Alligator from 1980. Home of the, the letter, freshwater gator. The letterboxed user rating is sitting at a 3.3. It's time to play uh, Chicago, Missouri's favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in my letterboxed. <laughs> Rate my box. Hit it, Kron. All right. Uh, you know, I think this movie punches above. I'm going to give you guys both 3.5s. All right. Uh... Kron, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going 3.0. And Bones, I'm going to go 3.0 as well. Dan, 3.0. Kron, 3.5. All right, guys. Alligator from 1980. Uh, I think Bones mentioned this while he was going through. This does feel like a perfect segue film between the 70s and 80s. Like, it still kind of has the slow burn mentality of a 70s film. Like, you kind of get a plot-heavy first half, and then the second half is a lot of uh, fake alligator eating people. I think... Under normal circumstances, to me, this would be like a 3.0 kind of getting the job done movie, but I don't know, man. I just love all the people in this movie so much. Like, um, 
all the character actors that are in here have a very defined look and they're all different and they're all unique and they look like real people. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I do think this normally would just be a three, but for the amount of characters you get and the action on the back half is really, really good. Um, watching a big animatronic alligator eat people, it's fucking fun. Uh, um, and you know, I don't know if I've walked away from this movie really with a lot of takeaways, but this is a fucking good time, man. I bet if you saw this at like a repertory screening, like it would be a great time. It would fly right by. It's a 3.5 all day. Um, I did two viewings of alligator plus alligator two. Um, Alligator 2 is essentially alligator. But um this movie takes the time to explain everything. Um like you spend time with uh Kendall there, she explains like, "Oh, if it was living in a sewer, there's no way it could get that big, blah blah blah." They do the work. Um like Kron says, great character actors in here. Um, 1980s, they're not afraid to, to cast some older folks, man, from the seventies and shit. So that's always fun to see. Yeah, you get, you get some good stuff here. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I liked it a little better the second time I did watch it. So I was glad I did that. But, uh, yeah, I'm at a three on this one. I, I think it's, it's fun. I had a good time. This has the feeling of a first draft, but in a great way. Almost like, hey, take this idea of this urban legend, try to work back what would be the explanation for this, and an almost middle school sort of logic of, all right, it's um like chemicals, and then there's a there's a it comes from like a pharmaceutical company. All right, well, what are they trying to do? And they just come with a like the way that they're able to sort of work backwards and then deliver a script that like Dan said, takes its time, but is has such momentum. Um, it's naturalistic. Like it has that like seventies feel of stuff takes time. Nobody's a super fast talker. You see people open doors and uh, climb and walk, but I wouldn't call it a slow burn necessarily because you start with a vicious like alligator kill. Like they're smart. That's the title of the movie. We know what people are going to want. Stuff is peppered pretty quick. You see um, a few kills pretty fast. It, you know, it doesn't take that long for you to see the alligator. They, they hold back quite a bit, but you get to enjoy the fact that somebody went through the effort to build a giant animatronic, uh, alligator and the fun of like, all right, let's have him bust up through the sewers, right? Like the breakaway of showing the kid getting the knife, the the wedding and the mayor's interaction. There's like all this sweet little stuff that's peppered in, and I had a blast on both viewings. 
This baby's a 4.0. Wow. That's going to be... That'll be a 3.5. That is correct. All right, guys. Alligator would have an average score from the three of us of a 3.5. This would currently be at number 26 on the big list. This would be right below Old Henry and right above Demons 2. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Crying, you ready for rate my letterbox scores? I am indeed. All right. I got a 2.0. Rigged. You got you got a 1. Dan got a 0. 0.5. Rigged. All right, guys. At the end of this round, Bones leading the charge. 18 points. I'd be in second place with a 16.5, and Dan, third place, with 16 points. Anybody's game. Still a lot to go in this round. Still a lot. Like four more categories will be good. I had a lot of fun with Alligator, man. This was uh, a pretty early pick for me. It was in my bank of movies. Um, I'm pretty stoked. This was... This was my last category, and I'm excited for what you guys have to bring. So we'll come back from the break. Dan, you will oh. reveal your pick. Yeah, I um, got it. Anything else before we get out of here? I tried really hard to keep this a, a, a nice, taut podcast. Oh, I mean, just crash and burn. Crash, crash and burn. And burn. Welcome back, everybody, to Five Day Rentals. Uh, we just went through Alligator from 1980. Bones took us through. It was a wonderful time. Uh, very stinky. Sewers. So I was glad to have that after shower. Cron, that camel beat your ass. <laughs> it's a fucking big animal, dude. <laughs> dude, it's wearing I'd, the belt. I'd be so... I mean... To be you got fair, spit on like six times. Yeah, you took it like a man, but man, you fight a camel and tell me how how uh, you I guess. Dan, Dan, make sure you scripted that I beat the camel. Okay. Okay. Thank you. They're fucking huge. I don't. know. You were doing pretty good until you said I'm gonna hump that hump, and then yeah, I took that shit personal. Yeah, it threw me off the top of the hell of the cell. <laughs> this is. A- fucking crazy epic match though dude that was the first match of the night dude was a hell in the cell yeah it was kind of downhill after that yeah at least we put on a good show so that you did buddy that's true you're still coming into work though no time off 
All right, gentlemen. Uh, Bones brought us QT's cuties. Of course, uh, actors before they worked with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, alligators, good time. Robert Forrester there. Jackie Brown. Um, so we're going to jump around a little bit here. Bear with me. Um, first off, we're going to go to... What do you mean once a first off? Did you pick multiple movies? <laughs> no, I did not pick multiple movies, but there's a map to get to where I'm going. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, Kron. So it's a 12 film we're, series that we're going to watch. <laughs> we're going to go to 2019's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, of course, Mr. Tarantino's ninth film. Great movie. Um... The actor I have chosen for this is Mr. Clue Gallagher. Gulliger. Uh, Gulliger or Gallagher? I've heard it both ways. It's Clue Gulliger. I've heard Gallagher as well. Bones? But anyway. I, d- I, I don't know. It's no probably one that I've... About. Yeah. Who is he uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time? What? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, he is the book salesman that Margot Robbie goes to before she goes to the movie. To oh, watch her own okay. Movie. Yep. Okay. But Clue is also he plays Bert in the Return of the Living Dead. He is also in a Nightmare Before or a Nightmare on Elm Street Two, and he's also been featured on a Five Day Rentals Trancers episode as well. Wow. So, Bones, we're going to jump back to Supernova, where a certain director came in to save the day called Mr. Jack Schroeder. But in 1987, gentlemen, he directed a movie called The Hidden. And that's what we're going to watch. It's a little bit to get there, but we got there. I don't know where this is streaming or if it is, but I will send it to you, gentlemen. Because, of course, I'm prepared with a Blu-ray. Wow. Well, we want people to be able to watch this. Um, It is streaming in all the usual places. Apple, Amazon, Google. Now, you will have to pay for the rental. Bummer. All right. When average law-abiding citizens suddenly turn to a life of hedonistic behavior and violent crime, Detective Tom Beck is tasked with helping young FBI agent Lloyd Gallagher determine the cause. Is Clue Gulliger playing Lloyd Gallagher? Mm. Holy shit. Dan, I think I'm... I would uh, question the Gallagher. I think... This is this is spelled in a way that it Gulager? Gulager or Gulager. However, whichever. You look up a YouTube interview. Look up a YouTube interview with him or something. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh like I said, I uh I've already got it over here, so I'll send it your way whenever we're ready. And uh but I think 
What do we got coming down the pipe here? Pike? pike. Or did you say pipe because of uh, sewers? Because we just did a sewer pipe. thing. I do the same thing, man. I say nip it in the butt constantly. Bud? I once worked with somebody who said, oh, he's going to have a canary. Uh, at the thought of somebody being upset. Coronary? Not a coronary. A canary. <laughs> um... Well, let's Either see. Way, it'd be freaky. <laughs> uh, at time of this record, uh, Thunder in Paradise episodes 8, 9, 10 mm-hmm. is out there with the Penny Smasher. And as of this recording, um, we'll have a week off. We're going to get together. Uh, and in that weekend getaway that we call Buds, we will be covering what, Cron? The one and only Big Trouble in a Little China, one of the best movies ever made. Finally. Mending uh, the podcast. You guys tried to outlaw it permanently from the pod. and We were just trying to save it for a special occasion, bro. People spoke up and they said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We won by one vote. We love the movie. We want to hear it covered. One by one vote. Um, no idea when that'll come out. We'll try to cut that together soon. It might be a terrible recording. Who knows? Sorry, acoustics will be awful. Hate democracy and need to point out that it won by this one. This isn't a democracy. We live in a republic. <laughs> okay. Burn. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> You're getting your way, so shut but, yeah, up. Yeah. Take Finally. the W. Yeah. It'll be a victory lap. Don't worry, uh, listener. Oh, we know. Dan, I don't think we paid that camel enough. (laughs) Should have beat his ass a little bit more. Fucking after this conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there'll be a little bit of a pause. I don't know. We might drop that before. So the the QT's cuties uh, category might be split up a little bit. Um, But we'll see. We've we've got some other stuff coming, but it's summer. We're going to enjoy it. Um, I think we have four followers, so, uh, sorry guys if, uh, we skip a week, but. It'll be fine. Yeah. Who cares? And Kron, your door is wide open for, uh, QT's cuties now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I know to rule out, a Clue Gulager, so. Yeah, Dan, Dan went with somebody who had, uh, four lines in a Quentin Tarantino movie. But it counts. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, I think you did have a line. <laughs> hey. I got to work it how I'm supposed to work it, okay? You do what you want to do, buddy. Did you already have this on a list and just work? Yeah. Okay. Did you say that already? Been No, I've been trying to work it in and just nothing's come up and I just happened to be clicking through and I was like, Oh, shit. It's like, that'll work. (laughs) Plus, I hear Um, this is a a fantastic movie, so. Right on. Oh, we do have one thing coming up. I don't know anybody that might listen to this. They might be patrons of uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Philly. Um, As of this recording, we're going to be going on uh, in a few days to uh, 
just a bukkake uh, Resident Evil 4, basically. Uh, we've tried to mitigate uh, talking about it here on our show, but we're all sort of knee-deep in it. Uh, I think uh, Greg's joining us, right? From yeah, yeah. us, Greg, and George. Yep. So uh, that'll be on his uh, Patreon feed, but um, yeah, check it out. One of the better Patreons out there. We've done some legal thriller episodes with them in the past. We're just, we're, you know, we're just helping George <laughs> just fill out the content. Who better to just fill air yeah. than the 5DR boys? Yeah, we're good at it. You guys good at- are going to be filling some more air with uh, horror drafts as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. Not sure when that'll be coming out, though. So, soonish. We're out there. Yeah, we're all over the place right now. Yeah, right. tell tell other podcasts that you listen to. Five D Army will fucking fill a void. I'll come talk. I would love to go on another show and talk about like a good movie. I had a blast going and talking about Inception, the Batman, American Psycho. I've seen Gladiator fifty five times. <laughs> Do you know that? I'm pretty sure. That would be like. My estimate. I've probably seen Gladiator definitely more than 50 times. I was walking the dogs the other day, and I don't know why. I was like, what movie have I seen the most? And I think it might be Gladiator. Dan? What movie have you seen the most? (laughs) It's either There Will Be Blood or Fight Club? I think maybe Lebowski might be over. That's a good. That's a good one. Fight Club. That's a good question, though. I'd have to look. Karan? I think mine is Fight Club. I used to in high school. I would just come home and throw that movie on. So by osmosis, I've probably <laughs> seen it the most amount of times. Either that or Black Roses, maybe. <laughs> no, it's Fight Club. <laughs> All right. Next week, The Hidden with Clue Galuger. Clue Galuger. Clue Galuger. Clue Galuger. Clue Blugger. Because I took the unhidden. <laughs> How's that? It's good, right? Ooh, like that. All right. Crash and burn. You're my number one boy. Give Florida to the Gators. I'm concerned with my ear hair. It's it's already to a point where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah.